0: Welcome to the self SelfGov Podcast. I am your host, Kaleen Zwana. And today, okay, I've been paying attention to myself. I've been listening to the voices in my head and the voices outside my head. And reminiscing about myself when I was younger and probably had less stress. Is, and one thing that kept on creeping up is I, w- I was a happy baby. I was a very excited baby about life, and even now, when I'm old, well, semi-old, semi-young, when you're 25, you're at that place where you're like, semi-young, semi-old, shimina, shimino. So, (laughs) at this place, there's something that I've been thinking about. It's just happiness. I just want to talk about happiness, and I think I want to have um, a couple of guests to talk about it to talk about being happy and being content. And I just don't want to have one conversation with one person about this, because I feel like happiness is a very, it's a big topic, It's it's a large thing because there are some people who are happy when they have money, and there are some people who are happy when they have family, and there are some people who are happy when they are alone. And I would like to sit with different people, be it musicians, pastors, preachers, rappers everyone in between i want to talk about happiness even journalists what makes those people happy (laughs) because i think in today's time we imagine a journalist to be the person who brings sadness when you see a journalist you're like fuck Ah, well i mean if you see a journalist and you're living a shady life you're like fuck (laughs) what does this person want from me but on a day-to-day there are some people who are excited for food so let me just dive into my happiness and please share with me if you can relate or you have seen something like this or you 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 and i share the same kind of happiness where do i begin okay instead at the top so what makes me happy what makes me happy is what makes me happy is just being alive Sometimes it's really hard, It's really hard to wake up and be positive. It's really hard to wake up and seize the day and be productive and be the person that you want to be and the person that everyone expects you to be. It's hard. But my happiness comes from... my happiness comes from sharing. My happiness comes from sharing joy with people. Be it with family, be it with friends. But having a conversation and making noise and laughing, that is where my happiness is. And sometimes, uh, and I'm realizing it now, that the older you get, the harder it is to be happy. Or the older you get, the much complicated it is to be happy. Because the older you get is the moment you start to realize how weird life is. You start to have problems. You start to have issues. I mean... When you are born, you are born with three kinds of problems. Problems that your parents created for you. Problems that society created for you, your environment. And then lastly, problems that you create. So now, when you're young, you're pretty passive. Your parents are deciding when you eat, when you watch TV. So in in a sense, they control your happiness. They tell you that, okay, go watch TV and that's supposed to make you happy. Or go play outside and that's supposed to make you happy. But when you become old and you now start to be able to control your life and you start to be able to move at your own drumstick, you start to realize that, ah, I'm in control of this. And the weird thing about non-happiness is the fact that non-happiness, non-happy things could happen once in a while but yet consume 100% of your time. You can get 10 happy thoughts, but just that one sad thought can be the reason why you cry. Can be the reason why your mood will change. And I'm just sitting here looking at myself and I'm thinking that, wow, what is it what what would it take for me to actually to actually to actually be truly happy because money makes me happy money makes me happy success makes me happy family makes me happy um progressing in life makes me happy but finding that true default kind of happiness is sometimes easy not every day is the same and I had to break the idea that I am perfect. I had to destroy the pattern that, oh yes, I I have my life figured out. I have this and this figured out. Because when I was 16, I probably thought that by the age of 25, I would be looking at when am I going to retire? But at 25, I'm still starting my life. I'm still building things. I'm still working on ideas. I'm still messing up. And I feel like the more I start to create my own mistakes that no one else can fix, it's the moment that you realize that I am the person who's supposed to make myself happy. No one can. We can be as close as peanut butter and jelly, but my happiness comes from me. And because you spend 97% of the time talking to yourself, you could be having a conversation with someone, but deep down inside, there's a conversation going on between you and your subconscious. And it depends what you tell your subconscious. I mean, I was listening to a doctor. I think it was on the Rich Roll podcast. This guy was talking about how um, addicts don't really have an addiction. It's just the story they tell themselves that causes them to have a dependence on alcohol. Because when the story now comes into play That hey, I'm a loser, I'm nothing, I'm this, I'm this Alcohol is the buffer So what if you change the story, you change it, you tell yourself You probably wouldn't need alcohol Because sad people do sad things And hurt people do hurt things And poor people do poor things But also happy people can do happy things So you need to train the mind to come from a place of positivity, from a place of happiness, because you only are able to make yourself happy. I can aid someone else's happiness by taking them to the movies, buying them clothes, giving them gifts, giving them whatever, but truly and honestly, happiness needs to come from me. I need to decide that, okay, right now, I am happy. Right now, I am sad. And the only person who will be able to tell me that I am sad is me. And the only person who can tell me that I'm happy is me. And it's something that I feel like a lot of us need to learn. Given the fact that we live our lives on social media and we expect celebrities, YouTubers, musicians, soccer players and whatever to make us happy. And when they fail, we feel a sense of betrayal. We feel a sense of loss. I will tell you a story about how when I was younger, I used to idolize Deko was That was probably the last and first time I was a fanboy groupie. I liked that guy for all the reasons. He was a great soccer player, he had swag, he had, he had, that, he had this bravado that he, he was like sort of a superhero. For me, he represented a superhero he was supernatural because this black guy just like me who had cornrows who came from a poor environment is able to capture my imagination is able to show me that anything is possible by just by him playing soccer my heart is filled with joy and I looked up to him for a long time this was around 2007 up until 2010 no, 2011, after the time he left Orlando Pirates, But I looked up to him and we were walking into the World Cup and I thought that, hey, this guy, he's going to dazzle the world. He's going to be the next greatest player ever to have a greatest soccer field. There will be books and movies written about this guy. That was me. And he was my, he, 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 he represented every thought of what I would look like when I'm his age. So I idolized him. And then I realized the World Cup started and we all know how South Africa performed. It was sad. And I found myself going through the sadness as a fan of Dekomotise. I found myself hurt because the guy that I thought was me in the future was failing. And we don't account for failure in our lives. I don't think there's anyone who ever has a dream of life and thinks about failing or has a dream of buying a house and think about their first house being taken back by the bank no one dreams of that and i don't even think he had that idea in his mind that i may flop at the world cup or he may have a shitty world cup but he did and in that moment it was when was when he stopped becoming a superhero he, he became a villain to my dreams because i looked up to this guy that you were supposed to be that guy for me and then you turned out to be not so you are the villain you are the guy who brought rain to the wedding you are the guy who brought sadness to the family and for a moment i was like ah, no i can't watch soccer who's this guy i don't care about him you know went through the motions of being a fan and whatever and I did not think about how he felt because he was driving an Aston Martin. So life must be good, right? And in that moment, my happiness left my body and it was now placed into this guy's hands. And the media and I were on this train together. We were hating on this guy. Hurtful. Uh, it was just a sad time for me and soccer. I think in 2012 i stopped playing soccer because i just lost okay i wouldn't say i stopped playing soccer because of him but it was one of the reasons that made me stop playing soccer because i did not want to make another person feel the way that deko mutise made me feel that disappointment and i was like "Ah, i won't play the sport and As time went on, you kept on hearing stories about alcohol, this and that, this and that, this and that. And I tuned out. And I think 2019, I got hands off his book, read it. And he was explaining the emotions and how his life was going and how sad he was. And in that moment, I felt bad for myself that here I was bashing someone who probably was also just figuring out life. Because he was what? 25, 26, 24. At 25, I, didn't, I don't have my shit figured out. 24 definitely did not have it figured out. And here I was looking at this guy to give me the answers. And when he couldn't, I was mad. I stopped seeing him as that guy. When actually in true honesty, he never asked me to be... He never asked to be that guy for me. I just projected my hopes and desires. And And, and I got to understand him again at oh, when he was going through this this was happening on in his personal life and how this truly made him feel and i don't want to lie since from that day i have i won't say he went back to being a fanboy, but i he's probably he, he has went back to being my favorite soccer player ever to play soccer that i've seen with my eyes I know soccer fans are going to abuse me for saying that Deco Modisa is the greatest soccer player to ever play. But for me, he is because I got to see him play in person. I mean, there have been instances when he, I was sitting front row at the stadium and the ball went and we looked at each other and there was just that moment that fuck, this guy, he's really there. So it's not, I'm not saying that Ronaldo and Messi are, are any good or any bad, but I haven't seen those guys play in person that guy I've seen him play and I could see what he could do I I could feel the atmosphere of when Deco had the ball you know so now there he was he took my happiness and probably he doesn't even know me but he took it what does that make me it made me a person that felt like the world I owe the world my happiness it's someone else's responsibility and the more I grow up is the more I realize that I need to make myself happy first no one is in charge of it I think Will Smith said it best when he said it to Jada Pinkett Smith that he has given up he has stopped making Jada happy it's Jada's job to find happiness and however she finds it he will support her but other than that miss me and uh, look at that you think about because if i'm going to try to make you happy it's just like um what do you call this it's just like sugar i taste it right now and then in 30 minutes the taste has left my mouth so happiness is a personal thing i need to make myself happy i need to be content with myself first before the world can be content because i can't expect the world to love me when i don't love myself and it's it's a long journey it's heavy even for myself right now as i'm recording this podcast friday i was feeling happy yesterday probably i wasn't as happy as i was supposed to be but it's a journey it's a journey and your happiness will never be perfect and as i said in the beginning of this episode or this recording is i want to have a conversation with anybody I want to talk to listeners of this podcast about happiness, guests, and just, we just dive into this thing, probably make it into a five-part series, just happiness. What really makes you happy? Who makes you happy? How they make you happy? How do you get yourself back to happiness? For me, the easiest thing is I could have the worst day, but once I get home and I see my child and I see my wife... I'm like, okay, (laughs) I understand why I'm doing this. So on that note, I just want to, I want to say thank you to everyone who has listened to the podcast this long. And I want to say congratulations to myself for recording a podcast until this stage. I think we are now on the seventh or sixth episode. I'm just proud of myself because I never thought I would pull this thing off. Seven-year-old self would not think that I would have a podcast given the fact that teachers said I could not speak. But here I am with over an hour's worth of material online. And so far, the comments have been positive, loving, and enduring. And I have had a few bad comments, but it's not something that I wasn't aware of. It's... How can I put it? It's understanding the stage I am at right now. And the weird thing that no one has ever complained about the sound quality. And in the beginning of this whole podcast, I said that it's a journey. I want to mess up. I want to figure it out. I want to have everything. I want to grow in due course. And I am growing. So on that note, I think I'm going to end today's episode it was nice having a chit-chat with you this lovely morning. I am your host, Kelly <sighs> And thank you for listening to the podcast.